All right. Episode 138 with the Phil. Always good to catch up. Uh, we are heading towards our anniversary. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the end of March, I think we actually will release an episode on the exact recording date of episode one, which was 10 years ago this year. That's stupid, isn't it? Been doing this for 10 years. Goodness. Really makes you think about uh, life and uh, what you've achieved, doesn't it? Anyway, so uh, yes, I believe uh, the 10-year anniversary, we are going back to where it all began, and I believe uh, it'll be myself and Nick Maniatis talking about stuff over the past 10 years. And um, if I was clever, I'd like, you know, make a clip show or something like that, but come on now, that's not going to happen barely like edit any of this stuff so uh yeah that's the end of march 31st uh will be the uh, 10 year anniversary and then i might have a break i say that all the time and then it really depends on how many episodes i crank together crank together i don't know it's late all right on with the show Oh, dear. I'm just waiting for Craig to join the chat. He seems to have a pair of novelty headphones on. They look a bit like a, a cow. Oh, now I'm looking at the roof. Oh, this is electrifying podcasting. Wait. Uh, looks like a framed picture of either Elvis or, I don't know, Adam Gilchrist. Hey, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Motion sickness. Um, what what's that framed photo you've got up on the wall? Um yeah. framed photo on the wall. It's Julia Gillard, our 27th Prime Minister. <laughs> How you been anyway? Yeah, not too bad. You know, just Kind of busy enough working, right. parenting, all that sort of business. You? Yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. All that jazz. I got, I, I'm going to get right into it because I've got to ask you a few questions. Okay. Uh, now, I don't know about Wiggins. He was uh, scheduled to uh, join us for the entire recording, but he's got to play basketball tonight. But then, I don't know, one of his kids has come down with the COVIDs. Which is so 2021. <laughs> so retro. Um, so I was behind the times. I didn't get it till 2022. Yeah, no, I think most people got it last year, didn't they? Mm. What, around July, Phil? March. March. Oh, well, you yeah. were trailblazer. I took it to a party and gave everybody at the party. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> excellent. How many people well, did you pass it on to? I think four. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Good, min- well, good mingling. Look, if I was guessing, it was me, but you know, it could have been somebody else. That's right. It, but I think it was me. Was it one of the things where you went to the party and a few days later you came down with it and then just backtracked? Bang on. Yeah, I was the first to have the symptoms. Oh, oh, Wiggins. G'day, gentlemen. How are you? Wiggins. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How are you, Phil? Yeah, not too bad at all. 
You still got Excellent. a basketball shirt on there, Wiggins? Dallas. <laughs> Bloody oath. I've actually got to go and play tonight, Phil. I've got to play at oh, 9.30. Okay. I thought that is... was you already done and dusted, playing. 9.30 on a Thursday night for Fucking a man ridiculous. in his 40s. Is, is, that, is that with the wife and your sister? And No, no, this is... I've started four oh. weeks ago, men's C grade on a Thursday oh, night. Jeez. And, um, yeah, copped a shot in the ribs last week. <laughs> Two men going for the same ball. And, oh. Yeah, ribs take a while. Play. Yeah. I was, didn't think I was going to be able to play this week. But I thought, you know, I'll, 9.30, I'll, I'll be right. <laughs> I'll come up. <laughs> that, ex- that extra few hours, that'll help. Yeah, that's yeah, right. This, that's my experience when I played soccer, uh, I guess, three years ago. I hadn't played for a while, and when COVID shut everything down, they truncated the season, and I thought, I could play nine games, and it was just always the same. Every We play every Saturday, and every Tuesday I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I could play this weekend. And then Thursday I'd be like, oh, maybe, and then, yeah, of course, run around Sunday, and then every Tuesday, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I was, it was, it, it felt like I was, um, like I'd just been in surgery for my when I had my appendix out. Like every time I went to get up, it was just like, oh, because oh, oh, I have no core strength. So right, right, right. Yeah, it's great. I got two questions for you. We go. One's related yep. to the fill. Question one: What does the C stand for in C grade? <laughs> <laughs> and have you? I mean, you know, side question: Have you abused any refs? Because you were known as having a bit of white line fever. Yep. Um, no, no refs have been abused in the last, well, yeah, in the last couple of weeks anyway. <laughs> That's good. And here's the second question for you. What is Craig Phillips's job? I'm glad you asked him. <laughs> oh. Um, well, strangely enough. Yeah? I was on LinkedIn yesterday <laughs> and I... I never I expected say, you to say well, that. No, that's right. And and I didn't see Phillips's job, but I did see Curry's job. Oh. And it's some sort of data analysis business thingamajigger. So I would say ah. Craig Phillips is a data analysis thingamajigger. Thingamajigger? Yeah, but dumb me down a notch or so from Kerr, man. <laughs> so what is your official job title? Because this was always a joke when, when friends of ours... E-man? Worked at the place uh, that you work, and we're always like, "Does anyone know their job?" Oh, they explained it to us, but I had no idea. Well, I renamed my job. I um, I changed my sign off to Defender of Data Integrity. It sounds a little <laughs> bit more, um, I don't know, interesting than Meta Translation Officer. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. So let's I love go with that. that. Yeah, da- oh. Defender, Defender of Data Integrity. Defender of Data Integrity. We've got a title anyway. That'll work. (laughs) Yes. And how's your job, Wiggins? Spectacular. You're enjoying it? I love it. Life change? Yeah. It's still like still getting used to the like how it all works, just in regards to timing, because I'm not going to a shop and opening a shop and closing a shop. I'm doing my own thing, managing myself. Which is spectacular. Don't have to look at rosters. Don't have to worry about alarms. Don't have to worry about people calling in sick. Don't even have to worry about retail customers. I just need to worry about retail people. Are you a red? Do you have a different experience now being a retail customer? 
Um, looking at it through a different lens. Yeah. So because I'm now just basically a full-time coach, right? every retail interaction that I have is like, oh, they did that really well or that was fucking horrible. So learning, learning all the time, Matthew, learning all the time. So I know he's, I got a question that both myself and Phil would get to naturally talking to you. Which 90s NBA coach do you most represent in the workplace? Oh, okay. So I would say currently. Oh, currently. Um, currently, I'm probably Don Nelson. A um, little bit loose. A <laughs> little bit loose, uh, yeah. A little bit loose. Um, likes to have a good time. Yeah, get some good ideas on the spot. Got, yeah, some 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 great ideas off the top of my head, but yeah. um, definitely not not necessarily a championship winning coach as of yet. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, what do you, where, what are you aiming for? I guess the problem with Don oh. Nelson is didn't he coach at like seven places? Yeah, that's right. He did, the, um, didn't he? And he won a lot. There's lots of he wins. He did win a lot. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of winning. A lot of winning. Um, yeah. No championships. Look, I, I'd love to get to, you know, like to some sort of, does it have to be a 90s coach? No, no. But, you know, I just figure that's in your wheelhouse. Uh, I, I did just look up very quickly some Don Nelson stats for everyone <laughs> listening at home. Uh, and did you know he played uh, first picked uh, in round three of the draft? Played for the Chicago Zephyrs. <laughs> Zephyrs? Yeah. Love the Zephyrs. Massive what, Zephyrs uh, fan. What year were the Zephyrs? So this is saying 62. Mm. The Zephyrs. All right. We could just derail this whole thing and just look up <laughs> some Zephyrs chat. Find out. But anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, wow. I, I do want to know more about these, these uh, Chicago Zephyrs, but. They uh, didn't last too long. Oh, they became the Washington Wizards. There you go. Oh wow, that's that. They would have become the Bullets first. She- well, uh, oh, again, we, we'll get into the weeds here. Chicago Packers. That's how they yep. started. Then the Zephyrs for a year. This is like Spinal Tap. Then they became <laughs> the Baltimore Bullets. Then the Capital Bullets. Then the Washington Bullets. Then the Washington Wizards. Baltimore Bullets is definitely the best name there. Yeah, you love, I know, you love a good alliteration, Phil, don't you? Yeah. How about you, Phillips? What NBA coach do you best represent at work? Oh, I'm struggling to um, remember his name. Started the Lake, went from the Lakers to the Knicks. Um, Pat Riley. Pat Riley, yeah. Pat Riley. Sleazy, smug, arrogant. (laughs) Well dressed, though. (laughs) Yeah, very well dressed. Well dressed. <laughs> yeah, everything but the slicked back hair. Oh <laughs> huh. uh, yeah, I've always said when people say, "What's what's Phillips like?" They would say, "Yep, sleazy, you know Pat Riley, sleazy, <laughs> smug, arrogant." You know, likes to tell people to beat other people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and gets annoyed when they don't. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Oh dear. Now we go. Yeah, mate. How long have you got? Because. Uh, I, I don't have much of a running list, but I think Craig and I need to tell you a story that uh, you may have heard. I've got seven minutes. Seven minutes. I reckon we could squeeze it in seven minutes. So the Phil, the main reason I have you here is because last time we had a chat and we went all over, we went through all our common stories that we have, and we didn't talk about the lovely night of theatre we had 
in uh, Northampton in the UK. I do yeah. like the theatre. Yeah. Sophisticated, you know. Sophisticated. Was, was it Shakespeare we were going to? Well, we did go and see some Shakespeare, and I believe we left at interval at one time because it was dreadful. I think that was like a community playhouse. I can't remember. Comedy of Errors, maybe, or something like that. Uh, we leave Shakespeare to go bowling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Still cultural. Uh, still cultural and. Great zero, decision. Zero regrets. Mm. Zero regrets. It was, yes. Anyway, so Phillips, I don't know how it came about, but Phillips said there's a, a something happening in the in the cultural district of Northampton coming up. And it's an evening with Vinnie Jones. So those of you who don't know, Vinnie Jones, uh, soccer player, football player, uh, part of the, what did they call them, the crazy gang? Yeah, Um, at Wimbledon. Yeah, at Wimbledon. uh, He was a notorious hard man, always uh, in trouble, getting sent off, headbutting. He, Mm. uh, now, I don't know if I'm getting this right, he may have bit his teammates' nose in a in a fight off the pitch. Yes, bit him, bit him on the nose. Anyway, so Phil said there's an evening with Vinnie Jones. He obviously after he was played soccer, he uh, became somewhat of a film star in uh, Guy Ritchie film. Start off with Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, where we first saw him. He was in Snatch, and then he was in other movies that I can't remember. Gone in sixty seconds, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that um, John Travolta one where Halle Berry made... Yeah, a bit of swordfish work. Yeah, yeah that was right. swordfish, yes. Yeah. So he was in a lot around that era. So we just said an evening with Vinnie Jones. Right, we know what that, that's about. We go, right? Yeah. That, what do you expect, an evening with Vinnie Jones? I would expect him to talk about um, headbutting people on the yeah. soccer pitch and probably maybe some movie talk. Yeah. Was he in the movies at that stage? Yeah, yeah, no, he yeah, was. Yeah, that was two thousand and two. So he's at the probably yep. the peak of his career, really. Yeah. But you, but you've got it all wrong, Wiggins. Nobody goes to the theatre to watch Vinnie Jones talk. What do they go to see, Phil? They go to see Vinnie Jones sing. They go to see him sing, see him dance, and most importantly, they want to hear swing songs. So, like, there is no way of soul music. Soul music. There is no way to paint the picture. Phillips and I had balcony seats. Oh my god! (laughs) So, Wiggins, Matthew said talked about him biting someone's nose, and that's what I take away from it. He he talked about having a bar fight, I think, somewhere where he took a chunk out of somebody's nose, and then he finished that story and said, "Right now, I'm going to do River Deep Mountain High." (laughs) (laughs) So, I what I need to say because theatre. Is, is often compelling no matter what it is. It can be, it doesn't matter what standard it is, apart from that <laughs> a comedy of errors we left to go bowling with. But maybe yeah. that was still memorable for being terrible. So imagine Phillips's eye and I, we go to the theatre, we've got a balcony seat, we're waiting for an evening in Vinnie Jones, and then a man says, ladies and gentlemen, Vinnie Jones. And out comes Vinnie Jones in a, you know, Blues Brothers style, Ensemble, mm-hmm. two-tone shoes, two-tone shoes. Some backup people were like, "What's going on?" The music starts, and he rips in. And I'm not sure if it's a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I'm pretty sure into bad, bad Leroy, Leroy Brown. Brown. 
So, which, sorry, if you Gaffield. don't believe, if you don't believe Wiggins, you can Google. I believe he record. He did the he did an album. He was plugging the album, that was and you can see question. him on YouTube. YouTube doing is it Top of the Pops, the the BBC oh music show. He yeah. did a live performance on that. It's still out there if you need to get track this down. Yeah, so he just starts. Out. He just starts. No, like, hello, I'm going to, he just, the music starts and he just starts singing and dancing and very much like a, I don't know, in like a, not horrible, but like a, a third tier wedding entertainer. Cool. You know, like, yep. all right, he's, he knows his song and he knows his very basic steps. Uh, but Phillips and I were losing our minds <laughs> because I, we just didn't seem real. But sure, oh, there was no blurb. No, like, there was nothing. It was just said an evening with Vinnie Jones. Now and... I, I, I said no very quickly. But yeah. we may have not may have been not interested in what was written anywhere yeah. else on the poster <laughs> apart from an evening with Vinnie Jones. We just want to hear him about hear about him biting people and yeah, and punching up. people, and then what was it like filming Lockstock and slamming that dude, yep. he's the head in the door. So what he's did si- Paul Gascoigne's nuts feel like? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So he he just came out and he sang, and he sang another song, whatever it was, just Motown swing, and then some other bloke came on stage. He sat down, told some football stories. So it was oh. well well structured. Yeah. So I'm going to tell football stories and I'm going to tell movie making stories and then I'm going to tell like LA Hollywood stories. But we need circuit breakers in between. You can't just tell those stories and then like skip from, oh, we've talked about football. Now we're going to talk about movies. No, no, no. We need a couple more songs. River Deep, Mountain High. I, (laughs) I I can't remember what else. I think Respect might have been in there. Respect was definitely in there. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I'll have to find the album and and at least put a link so people believe it. It was. Do you remember the Jimmy Barnes Soul Deep album? I think it was pretty yes. much cut and paste. That. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, all, all the uh, Motown songs that for some reason people decide that they can record. Say so, Human Nature again. Let's make a Motown album. Make it sound <laughs> yeah. very vanilla. I would like to hear my, Human Nature do Bad Badly Where Brown. <laughs> It must have come out of contract at that stage, and everyone's just gone, "Hey, that's not going to cost us anything." <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free. everyone it's loves great. Motown. It's Fifty years old, we can use it. It's, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if he told the story there or, or in the past. I've looked up like what the hell he was thinking. I'm pretty sure he went to a party where there was. Like glorified karaoke, really. Like there was a band and they, people were just getting up. A celebrity party and people were getting up. And he got up and sang and some obviously drunk person who had lots of money was like, you should do an album. And he was like, yes, yes, I yes, should. I should. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to do. And then he did. So he was plugging the album. I, I was, maybe we can research how many units were shifted. From, That's uh, incredible. I'm so yeah, glad I like, tuned in. I'm so well, A, I'm glad I saw Phillips. <laughs> and B, I'm glad I heard this Vinnie Jones story because like I still don't believe you. I feel like <laughs> the five minutes before I got on this call, you guys were setting this up. Yeah, well, like so who could who proof. could we, yeah, who could we say we went to see and then started singing in Motown the, songs? 
exactly. that he would believe. Yeah. yeah. That's just so close to being true. It can't be Dame Judy Dench. You'd never buy that. <laughs> no, God, no. No. Not a chance. No. Oh, far out. All right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Take care. I'll yeah. send you both a message and let you know how we go basketball. Hopefully yeah, don't, get booted. don't get suspended. <laughs> yes. Whatever you do. <laughs> All right. See Good ya. Piggins. See ya. Ah, uh, Piggins. No, he can't. He can't turn it off because he's old. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, man, bad, bad Leroy Brown. He was a bad man. Yeah, bad in the whole damn town. Now, the, from what I remember, the other prop—not problem, but the other—it was just so it never fit the whole night because his storytelling and interactions with the crowd were, you know, charming and personable and interesting and. Do you remember who the interviewer was? I'm, not, I, I'm no. curious. I, I assume it was just one of his buddies, I think. Uh, I, I'd say so. Some, some, I don't know. Maybe he was known in England. Mm. But, yeah, I had, I had no idea who, who he was. But it was just his job to, like, team up, I guess. Yeah. And every night the same. All right. Now you're going to tell this story, which I guarantee the singing was the bit that drew him to do the tour, right? Oh yeah, like, you gotta just just plug in the album. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, like I've got to tell these stories over and over again. But, now, but the singing. Yeah, presumably he knew nobody's gonna turn up to just see him sing and buy the album. No. But if you kind of intertwine a few, you know, hard man stories about uh, you know, kicking people in the face and you know, <laughs> biting body parts off, then yeah. uh yeah, that's what people want to go to the theater for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd go and see a Mike Tyson speaking tour. Even if, if, yep. you know, if he wants to sing Phil Collins on that uh, again, I'll happily listen to that as well. Absolutely. But I mean, I still want to hear about him biting people's ears off. It is. There's a the through line here of people biting. Um, what I mean, Shaq did he? He was in Australia recently, obviously to promote whatever betting agency that got him shilling. But he did a speaking tour and that was packed out. I think it was fairly expensive. Just yeah, you could you could even I think live stream that one on Ko. They were selling subscriptions. Yeah, was that big. And now I don't know if he rapped because. Oh, I hope he did. I doubt someone. It, right. Someone did say the other day that he was the best rapper the NBA ever produced. Did he give himself a, a different rap name? Was he DJ Shack Attack? Was he you know DJ Shakira Shakira something? Shakira, I mean, yeah. that's what we need to get. We need to get a crossover. His hips, his hips don't lie. <laughs> oh, God. I bet you they hurt at the moment. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just pause for a sec and look up Shaquille O'Neal's rap name. It's like DJ Kazam, was that? Huh. I think he went, I think he went under just Shaquille O'Neal, which is yeah. quite surprising, right? First mistake. That's why you yeah. never made in the rap world. No. Uh, can you guess how many uh, albums he had? Three. Mm, four. Oh. Give me a title of one. Do, do any of them refer to something other than basketball? They no, all just slam dunk alley-oop. And... But this is the thing. He, he thought he was trying to be legitimate because these are his album titles. Mm-hmm. Shaq Diesel, I think that was his name. Shaq okay. Diesel. Shaq Fu, da return. Da return. Shaq Fu. Uh, is that like a spoonerism? I don't know. Uh, 
Then there was You Can't Stop the Rain, R-E-I-G-N. That sounds pretty deep. And then <laughs> the last one was called Respect, which I'm hoping is an album of Motown covers by Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not oh, even going to look it up. Vinnie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, they were, like, they're not laughable. Okay. Shaq Diesel went platinum, which you could say, like, oh, well, that's just... Um, like, you could say, oh, that's just, you know, because it's Shaq. But, I mean, his next one went gold. They, they're they not flops. Like, they made it in the top 20 in the R&B chart. So, hey, but, I heard last night that Hey Hey Where the Broncos made it to number 28 on the Australian charts in the 80s. Fair enough. Good point. Good point, Phillips. I'm just trying to see what his highest ranked single was just in the normal charts. He had one. I know I've got skills. Went to 35. Yeah, Shaq Diesel, man. Uh, yeah, and he, oh God, I don't, I don't know. We had one album that comes from Nightmare Concert of the White Shadow of Norway. What do you think that's all about? Wow, that's, that's a deep dive into, into more we have. But anyway, yes, the best rapper that uh, the NBA ever produced. Damien, Damien Lillard currently apparently is a good, good. So, have we gone to Shaq? Are you saying these are the two greatest sports people turned musical artists, Vinnie Jones and Shaq? Is that where you've... Well, that's what we're it? saying. I, I'm sure the listeners will come up with some more, and I'm sure there's actual, you know, really good ones. I know. The, the Don did have a piano album released. I know he's not singing, but, you know, it's got an <laughs> album out there. <laughs> that is true. He did, didn't he? Mm. I'm sure that was excellent to listen to. Oh, yeah. Did he call himself the Don, or was he like... <laughs> Was he Don Diesel or something like that? Don Diesel, F you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting completely distracted now. Sorry. Sport, sports stars. That's all right. I'm going to edit around this anyway so it seems seamless. Mm-hmm. Who sang? Let's find out. Because I'm sure there's one who is obvious. Jason Martin. I mean, Jason Martin. This wants to say that Kobe, uh, Kobe released albums too, but clearly not. I'm, I'm hoping they're spoken word albums. No, he, I know he was a rapper, but because uh, I've heard stories of um, the which are quintessential Kobe Bryant. I didn't know we'd spend so much time talking about sport, but I'm all for it. Um, that Kobe Bryant was a type of guy who, and I'm sure he went to school with these guys as well, who just wanted to be popular just by being the best at something. So. When he was playing with LA and playing with Shaquille O'Neal, they would freestyle rap on the bus, which you can imagine would be amazing to get tapes of that. So they would freestyle rap and they'd try and get Kobe to come on, you now you. And he was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I don't want to do it. And he, he got it the first time they did it, they, you know, he got embarrassed that that was the case. And so the next time they did it on the bus, they're like, you go, Kobe. And then he just started like rapping. And they said within like two seconds, it was clear he had pre-rehearsed all of these freestyle raps off the top of his head, supposedly, and had practiced and practiced and practiced because they were like, yeah, from someone who didn't know what they were doing to two days later, having this polished routine. And they were like, do another one. And he was like, no. <laughs> so they were <laughs> like, okay. So he was that guy of like, oh, no, I'm the best, but I'm going to practice to be the best at Thinking up things. Manny Pacquiao is also an excellent singer, released several albums. 
we don't need to spend much more time on him, I guess. Well, I mean, just the album covers alone of Oscar De La Hoya. I'll send you that one, Phil. You'll enjoy that. Oh, we're forgetting the the biggest one, mm-hmm. A.B. De Villiers. Oh, yes. That's what we talked about that last time, didn't we? You brought up A.B. De Villiers. What was his song called? Um we did play it. I did. I did drop it in Show there. Me who you are? Something like that. Something like that. It's terrible. Um, someone who actually, uh, I don't know if he's, but certainly played a lot was um John McEnroe, right? He played a lot of guitar. But did he do harmonica or something? Yeah, harmonica, a lot of blues stuff. Yeah. But I think it's it's pretty slim pickings for any kind of. But anyway, I need to. I'll send you the Oscar De La Hoya album cover because it is slick, shall we say? That album is named after a boxing term, isn't it? It's just called Oscar, of course. Okay. I mean, I don't know if he's got more albums. Anyway, we're getting way distracted. Uh, Yes, because God knows. I don't know how many albums. But anyway, um, I've got to ask you some questions, Phil. Okay. Questions. Um, How's uh, how's 45 going? Similar to 44. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel that old, but uh, yeah, I you shocked me when you said that. You got a few. You got a few months to uh, to join. Yeah, I'm more relaxed and and limber. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Yeah, it, it it just takes a lot longer to get up now, and I don't think I, I get up anymore without making some sort of noise. Yeah, yeah. Just I see. Like, I've added it to like comically make noises to cover the fact that I probably do need to make noises. <laughs> So it just seamlessly always seemed like I've always made a joke about making noises when I get up, and eventually yep. the joke will just, you know, bleed into the reality. <laughs> yes. I See, I remember very, uh, obviously, years ago, hearing a comedian talk about the worst part of their day, that he was in his 40s. The worst part of his day was putting his socks on and just like rah, rah, and I'm just laughing <laughs> that's so silly and now yeah that's where i'm at where i'm like oh my god why is it so hard so far away it's just like doing stomach crunches just to put your shoes and socks on it counts as exercise now yeah sure does um what do you do anyway phil what do you do exercise wise you're always fairly active young fella um yeah really just um Whatever I uh, I do with the child, my daughter, uh, she's become a bit of a uh, a beach baby this uh, this year. So we're um, oh, kind of you know into the beach, you know, multiple times. I think we would. I think we went three times in one day. The other day, she just oh, like, that sounds back. awesome. No early morning, afternoon, and I don't want to pool swim in the evening. So yeah, just kind of you know chasing her, and uh, yeah, we do uh, the occasional you know bike ride, bushwalk, that sort of thing. Nothing too exciting. Nothing. Uh, I was going to say scripted, but, you know, nothing scheduled in each week. But, yeah, we yeah. just try to uh, get out and about whenever we can. So Georgia is, um, is she 10, 11? Yeah, 10. well, about to turn 10, just started. About to turn 10. Yeah. So is the beach, like, just to go and swim or is the beach happening for surfing or? Uh, she just got into the uh, the body bashing and the, and, yeah, and the waves. Right. So, uh, yeah, we've had that. We took a surfboard out a uh a, a couple of years ago and I think on the first lesson we'd had a few good runs on it and we were just yeah. about to leave and she said I'm just going to go and wash my hands in the surf to get rid of the sand and in that final moment she got stung by a blue bottle I don't know if I uh, told you about this no absolutely screamed and 
Um, yeah, so I'm kind of swept her up, sprinted up the beach. We've gone into the lifeguards have taken us in, just said, you know, just get her under some hot water as long as she, you know, as hot as she can stand it pretty much. So we're in there for a while. Yeah. And then as the lifeguard's gone, he's just gone, oh, by the way, it's, um, you know, it's kind of wrapped around your arm. So in the in the moment with all the adrenaline, I hadn't even Jesus. Yet, but it's starting to kind of swell up on my arm as well. Far out. So, yeah, so we eventually got, you know, to a point where she could, you know, actually walk back out and... Uh, um, so we bundled everything up. I'm carrying her. I'm carrying the surfboard. You know, there's so many people that have, you know, watched her screaming hysterically. Not a single person said, you need a hand there, mate. <laughs> people are jerks. Anyway, we made it back <laughs> to the car and the pain's kicking off again. And she's just kind of, you know, wailing away. And she said, can you phone the police? Can we get a police escort so we can get home faster? Um, I love so it. Put us back on that. <laughs> so that was really when she was about six or seven. So um, You know uh, what? I'm sure I've heard you say the same thing. Yeah, I don't uh, do late, either. late at night. Can we get a police escort home? Well, where did it where did it sting her? Like just wrapped around the leg. Wrapped yeah, around the, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have never been never been stung. But well, I say that, but something stung me on the neck at on our um on Jazz and I's anniversary when we're up at Ballina, up at um yeah, up at Byron Bay. I don't know what it was. Um, so that was pretty frightening to just be in the water and feel it, and then, you know, sadly have to go and sit in a spa for two hours, <laughs> now, up to my head like a creep, like a, a public spa because it was like at a we were at a resort, yeah, and go up to the like public spa and they're like, yeah, sit in the spa and just literally sitting there with my chin underwater, just people walking by, just me going, evening. <laughs> <laughs> looking as creepy as anyone ever has uh that's saying something in a public spa i guess yeah um but yeah the uh the, the neck geez so the the stinger on on the leg how long does the pain last because i like i said i've never um Jesus. so i don't know we we're probably in the in the sheds at the beach for half an hour and then by the time we got home it's probably sat in a hot bath for another half another hour or so after that before uh she was kind of you know comfortable but yeah for, all right. To put her off the beach for a little while. So, how good is it when they get to that age, though, at the beach where they can start body bashing, go going a bit yeah. deeper, and oh, that's a huge step forward. Yeah, it's so much, it's so much nicer, and it's so much yeah. easier. Like you said, as the parent carrying everything, it's it's still incredibly stressful, though. And yeah, you know, you get uh, you, you lose sight of them for thirty seconds and uh, <laughs> panic stricken. But uh, I, I was explaining to. Um, to students the other day about like the things they don't tell you about becoming a parent are if your kid is really good at hide and seek then <laughs> then you can it doesn't take long to panic I, I just remember playing hide and seek at the, just a local park and just not being able to find my kid no i think we put a line through pub, outdoor hide and seek very early i know i don't think i played i'm sure i didn't play at a public park after that but I was like, oh, you hit well. <laughs> Starting to sweat a little here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were playing hide and seek. I mean, I just thought she was really good. <laughs> I was still looking for like three hours. Or, you know, or you can, I mean, the best thing is, I'm sure you did this as a parent when you, when uh, Georgia was younger, of like, go and hide and I'll come and find you. And then having a little lie down. Yeah. <laughs> You can get at least five minutes, you know. Yeah. You can get a couple of overs watching the cricket. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. Yes, it's all about how many how many overs of the cricket you can watch. Yeah. Um, 
So what's what's um I guess the generic questions are like what are the things that surprise you about I guess nearly having a 10-year-old? Um jeez. It surprises me. Mm. I don't know. We're, I still feel like uh, we're at that stage where we, like, we've got a, a little girl. Like she, she's not wanting to grow up too fast. Right. See other other kids surprise me. Right, right, <laughs> I, right. I, I see other kids that you know are <clears throat> pretending or looking or doing things that just seem way beyond what you know that age limit says. In my head, obviously, everybody's got their own opinions. But yeah. um, I, I love that you know my child is still she's still a little girl and she's happy to be and she doesn't really care about, uh, you know, fashion or, you know, you know, what, what things should be cool or anything like that. She likes right. what she likes and she's happy with that. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think Violet, she was like that to a point and then school sort of knocked that out of her. Like when yeah. she started school, geez, like she was, she was the kid that would the clothes she wanted to buy were just whatever's cool. I don't want pretty. That was what she used to say. I don't like pretty. I like cool. I just want cool stuff. I'm not interested. I don't, I'm going nowhere near the girl section. I don't, I don't <laughs> want my hair cut. This is, you know, I don't like long hair. Like all of the stuff that she wanted to do was, was like that. And as she got older, then the pressures of other people, I think, started to be like, you know, now like she's in year nine. And, um, Jeez. Yeah, and so Noelle calls her and her friends like clones, like they just dress the same, their hair's all the same, like they just, you can't step out of line. It's not like, you know, we're not at the point where they're like, oh, I need to have my makeup and all that stuff, but it is that sort of subtle ongoing social stuff where you're like, oh, right. So you're just doing, you you don't want to have your individual style, you're just making sure, like it comes, it goes down to like really small things like, uh, she gets her lunchbox in the morning and unpacks the lunchbox and puts the all the food in her bag because no one uses lunchboxes anymore. That's, That's not, not cool. cool. No, yeah. it's like a bit primary school. Um, and so, but she won't say that. She says it's, it makes my bag really heavy. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the, the uh, you know, 60 ser- gram plastic. Ser- lunchbox. Yes. 70 gram uh, felt lunchbox that she's got. Yeah. That, uh, yeah so, yeah, that's that kind of thing really sort of I don't know, seeps in. But whereas Noelle sort of, I don't know, that's her goal is to not be a clone. That's that's her goal. But she was the child at three that was in a tutu and you know, and wanting to get a wand and the princess tiara and all that. So it's really weird the, you know, I think when they're young, I don't know if you did this, but where you just sort of see that when they're like three, you're like, oh, this is who they're gonna be for the rest of their life. It's bizarre. I, th- I think George actually asked me yesterday, what age did you like most? As, you oh, know, like uh, for her or for you? Yeah. No, for her. Uh, oh, that's a great obvious, question. Obviously, I said, you know, you know, now. But if I had to <laughs> pick a different time. Good answer. I said, uh, yeah, I, I said three. I think, uh, you know, that's when, yeah, well, A, no more nappies. Um, yep, good. And you got, uh, you know, the personality really starts coming out and you can you can have a conversation You can talk, you know, and, you know, really kind of, um, you know, develop, I don't yeah. know, a, a, a real connection, I think, based on something other than just need. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's exactly right, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Noelle was, 
uh, just everything she said between two and three was hilarious in a really cute way. And it was just, she had to, you know, get the words wrong, everything, just the way she looked, <laughs> her hair, just the way she got around, just everything she said was hilarious. But um, yeah, Violet probably like at four or five was right in that sweet spot of like, all right, like the questions she asked were just out of control, you know, like. I've got. I've actually have a Google Doc of all of her questions that she asked because someone actually said that. Oh, you should write them down because you'll forget them, and it's good to have them all in one place. But I remember there was like a series about Santa and like, um, can Santa see me if I put heaps of cushions on myself? Um, can Santa see me if I'm dead? What are the cushions made out of? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's made out of the same stuff as your uh, lunchbox. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was one. Can Santa see me if I'm dead? That was a, that was. Uh, oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, hmm, okay. Um, on that on that same question about about the same age, I think the age of four or five, I was asked, "How much is coal worth?" She was trying to do the maths to figure out whether it's better off to just spend the year being naughty and then sell the coal. Yeah, right. Oh. Whether I, I'm better off, you know, going for some cool presents. That's game in the system right there, isn't it? Yeah. Can I trade my coal for good presents? Yeah. Yeah, right. When they get to that age where they're, yeah, like you said, the negotiation of oh, what can I get away with? All right. Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah those. And quite- even, if, even if the coal was under the value of the presents, then, you know, it still might be worth it just to be naughty for a whole year. <laughs> well, how was she naughty? Like that was always the thing of like some kids you see that are doing the naughty business and you're like, geez. You are a handful. And some other kids are like, oh, that's you being naughty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's mine. She's not in the slightest. No. There might be a few little sneakiness, you know, here and there, but there is there is no naughty. There is no cheek. There is no attitude. There's, yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty delightful. So I think she I think she was just experimenting with what it might be like to be naughty. It yeah, and that, like fun. You know, it, 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 all the movies make it seem like more fun to be naughty than good. They certainly do, and quite rightly so. Yeah. Did she always ask you those difficult questions? Like, were you, what were you, were you a naughty child? And you have to go, no. Yeah, we had a little chat the other day. She was asking me about um, naughty things I'd done. Yeah, and I told her I um I snuck into a movie once, you know, when I when I was a teenager. Yeah, and, yep. But then she asked me what movie it was, and I didn't want to tell her. And I eventually said it was Casper the Friendly Ghost, and now she just laughs at me. And just is that true? It's true. Well, how old were you when you snuck into Casper? That's beautiful. Like sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> It was just the movie that was on. You didn't get to pick and choose. Oh, right. So it was more the act of, again, being naughty being and just naughty, sneaking yeah. into something than actually that is wanting awesome. to see it. That is so funny. Yeah. So did, I, we, I, actually, I actually told her we, about um, visiting an amusement park later. Oh, right. Well. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Donkey Land. Yeah. yeah. And she, was she suitably impressed? She found Casper funnier. I mean, she's right. Like being, what's the naughtiest thing you did? Well, I snuck in and watched Casper, the friendly ghost. Yeah. Did you sit? Did you sit really low in your seat? I remember when we snuck in to watch um, Train Spotting. That was definitely one that we couldn't get into unless we a little bit more street cred sneaking in for that. Yeah, it's just sitting down, just being like, oh no, someone's going to come in. Of course, like the fourteen-year-old usher gives a shit if (laughs) if you're sitting in watching a movie they don't care about. Um, What about? And I just this just popped into my memory and it's like you know, why did as a as a not the craziest thing that you've ever done but certainly this one of the stupidest was 
didn't we uh, maybe we'll just not mention names but didn't we or people who bore uh, striking similarities to us sneak into your someone's old school and uh, take PE supplies just because we wanted to play football at three in the morning or something? I heard about some people that did that. Yeah, I heard about that too. That was pretty foolish, especially if they were, you know, uh, hoping to become teachers in the future. That yeah. That would have been. People who do be... things like that would never make anything of themselves, I think. <laughs> No, that's right. You're either you're either, as as uh, Jazz's mum was telling Violet the other day, you're either honest or you're dishonest. There's no in between. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, then. some in between, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I've almost said like while she was talking to Violet about like all the just, yeah yeah I know Grandma just all the time Grandma or like like. Like some things are okay, or you know, nope. Okay, uh, yeah. What about sneaking in, stealing supplies, just so you can play a game of sport <laughs> because you wanted to? Oh, gee. So, what is the what is the craziest thing you've done, Mister Philps? Um, Off the top of your head, I, look. I, I've got to say, the coolest thing is going into a closed amusement park, starting yes. up a dodgem car thing and absolutely riding dodging cars at midnight or yeah, whatever bring, time in the morning it was bringing joy to so many people well three there's <laughs> probably been other stupider things but that's the uh the coolest stupid thing i reckon yeah well, absolutely i mean yeah nothing goes past riding <laughs> it's still a great story and it's still yeah, um it is. It, it's still like one of those things where you're like uh, I was talk, talking to Jazz about it after we spoke about it last time, and she said, were you worried about getting caught? And I think it's that sack of coal principle. I think Is once, it worth getting caught? I think once the Dodgem cut started, I don't know. I don't know what could have happened to make it not worth it. Yeah, the music and the lights that came on with it were pretty loud. If uh, We should have got caught, but I guess... Yeah. But that's what that was the whole point, really, wasn't it? it? Was like, why are we? Why is no one here? Why is nothing mm. secure? Why can we go into the Dodgem car booth and turn everything on? It's I drove weird. past it a couple of days uh, last week. It, it still makes me smile every time I drive yeah. past. Yeah, me too. And I would say, kids, that used to be a place called Tompty Land where it was Christmas all year round. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. So have you told your kids you've done something? Well, I was going to say illegal or naughty. I don't think I've the naughty list like that. I don't think I've told them that. I, I think I they asked me that a while ago. It's a good question for um we found at the work Christmas party when everyone was going, so what are your plans for the holidays? And we were like, I don't want to answer that question tonight. So someone said, Well, right, as soon as someone asks you that, just say what's the craziest thing you've ever done. And it really good stories like really amazing stories from you know that are surprising because you know as people can gather when you're younger you do some pretty stupid things and you're not thinking about it but i don't know like the one i always come to is when i was in um going around europe with beach um my good friend brendan and we're in greece and as you do on a day just laying on the beach and some guy who works at the bar wants you to go to his bar later that night and he's like come on i'm going to give you like a all the back 
like the private tour stuff of this island that nobody knows about and takes you to all these cool like beaches and cool places like that. And then there was like a cliff jump that you can do. That was probably, what did he say, like 40 feet, like 14 metres high. Um, and when we got there and it was like, ooh, tide's pretty low. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it should be all right. It should be all right. <laughs> and so it was like one of those things of like, oh, okay, how, how deep's the water? Oh, it's probably about six feet. Like, uh, uh, that's not much coming from 14 feet, yeah, yeah. So, when you hit the water, you know, bring your feet up quickly. <laughs> and so, I was like, okay, so like doing that, and other people doing it before you, as always, just not being the first, don't want to be the, <laughs> the first. Um, but on the way down, that's what I tell the kids is like for, falling from 14 meters high, uh, gave me enough time to think this is really stupid, uh. What if you get really injured? Then they're going to call your mother and have to tell them this. Like all this is all in my head on the way down. That's how long 14, 14 meters takes to fall. Uh, and yeah, thinking that and then bringing my feet up too early and taking the full impact on my ass and uh, completely blowing my shorts apart. So, nice. but yeah, that's that's what I that's what I tell the kids. But I don't think I've told them the Tomty Land story, and I really should because it's. As like you said, as uh, as illegal things go, it's quite heartwarming, japery. I think you know, with what we could have done in there, um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I think we showed an enormous amount of respect and restraint. Well, yeah, I mean, as you said last time, you became a um, Dodgem Cars um, engineer. You felt oh, yeah, I did, in your bones. I did take the hat. I did take the hat. You so did take I the did hat. You did steal. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, we we was left untouched. Everything back, back where everything right? back. Yeah, we made. Yeah. Did we leave them a note? Or maybe that was something we were planning. Like, why is everything open? Trying to leave <laughs> them a note that said, "Why? Like, why was it so easy for us? Do you know what we did tonight? You strange people. I mean, we did go to Layla Brothers World as well, but that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was scarier. Yeah, that was because it was. Yeah, abandoned. That was abandoned. That was abandoned. There was a horse yeah. in there at one point. That was, um, you know, seen from Scooby Doo, you know, abandoned amusement park. Yeah, that's right. Old man Weatherby standing there with a mask yeah. on. Yeah. From memory, spiders, big spider webs. There's a lot of. Yeah, across the track on a, one of the rides. Yeah, going down the rides and then, whoa, whoever yeah. was at the front having to pull up because there was just a huge huntsman or something. Yeah, I don't know. But again, like if if your children, if you know, if Georgia grows up to follow in those footsteps and goes, we we're going out on a jape. Oh, I know. I don't know if the last time we spoke, maybe we did. You talked about jumping the coal train. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> but that's a that's another one, right? Where you jumped, you and yeah, you and when I said that I'd done stupider things, that's probably yeah, the larger. So jumping a jumping a coal train for fun, yeah, because everyone knows the coal trains go around to the like the bay at whatever that place is called. What is that place called? Like the other side of Honeysuckle. Yeah. So we'll get on so, the yeah. track. Uh, well, the person you know I did it with. We we always had some bizarre you know dream that we'd jump on a freight train. Yeah. It'd take us to the Gold Coast. We'd party for a couple of nights sleep on the beach and then we'd just get a bus or a flight home or something yeah. that's what we just assumed would happen but they seemed really difficult to be able to get onto and then 
one night we just saw it. <laughs> and we did try. We spent a lot of nights there. Oh, really? Down stationary or moving uh, freight trains. Wow. I didn't know that was a, an ongoing thing. No. So, yeah, we, 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 we did invest a fair amount of time and research into it. Wow. Um, but um, the coal train was just done on a whim because we couldn't find anything else and we didn't really think about where it would take us. Yeah, yeah, the the one we got on took us into the harbour and as it slowed down, we jumped off and thought, okay, well, our car's at Hexham, what do we do now? Yeah, And then a slow-moving one went back in the other direction. We thought, brilliant, we'll um, we'll just jump on that. It'll stop at the same spot. We'll get in the car, we'll go home. It'll be a funny story, but it didn't stop at Hexham on the, the way back out. All right. Oh, can you remember at what stage you realised that you made a mistake? <laughs> like, did yeah. the train speed up as it got to Hexham? Or um, I think once it got past Hexham and it got out of that kind of you know suburban areas, yeah, it it, it cranked up the speed. It was really, um, yeah, it it was pretty scary on there for a while. Oh, I bet. Um, but uh, is... yeah, and then uh, it just came to a sudden stop and. Uh, didn't move for about half an hour so we thought okay we've got to get off here so where did you get off where was it um well we kind of we could see a road over in the distance so we stopped through a field over to a road and, <laughs> and we thought well maybe we'll hitch into wherever the nearest town is and wherever the first car we that are. came past was a, as you would have it a police car yeah and we were all dressed in black with coal all over our faces <laughs> uh, the police said where are you trying to get to um <laughs> Well, and we said Newcastle and they said where have you come from and we said Newcastle <laughs> and then Clever. Another question Clever. And just, yeah. we, we just quickly cut them off and said what, where's the nearest town and they said Musselbrook's about 5k's that way oh, um, right. so yeah it was about 108 k's I think we travelled Jesus <laughs> oh so what yeah, were the we'd gone to Musselbrook at about 5 o'clock in the morning and, uh, and got a, uh, a fairly comfortable train a regular a, no, train. a normal train yeah. yeah so like what what was the like you're on the train a while i'd imagine what what was the conversation it was pretty loud you know <laughs> i guess so yeah <laughs> there's um no we weren't telling um you know you weren't stories, like yeah you know, cooking like beans yeah, yeah cooking no. beans in a can and no. oh, jesus man that is oh god yeah that's a good one for georgia maybe maybe much later yeah. Oh, awesome. All right, Phil. Well, I, I got to wrap it up because it's a uh, school night. And uh, already, man. I got to get on my way at some point. But uh, a pleasure as always. I have to do it again. I have to get Mister Mister Wiggins to you know not play basketball when he gets when he gets suspended for uh, mouthing off of the referee, as he's sure to. And he'll do a calf muscle in the next yeah. few weeks. Don't worry. Calf, hamstring, lower back, yeah. hip. One of those things. Shoulder playing basketball, attempt a sky hook or something, and it'll be all over. All right, Phil, that's it. This is Vinny Jones and Big Bad Leroy Brown. Come on, Vinny. Good night. Chicago is the baddest part of town. But if you go down there, well, you best beware of the man called Leroy Brown. Now, Leroy's more than trouble. You see, he stands about six foot four. And the downtown ladies.
country top lover and the men just call him sir. Cause he is bad, bad, Leroy Brown, the baddest man in the whole damn town. Out of that no can car, and he's meaner than a junkyard dog. Jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces gone. Cause he's bad. 